Welcome to the best part of your day, the podcast assisting you to live your best life and reach your goals, helping to build the community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice, and discussing all things health and wellness to enrich your world and make you better. Now, your host, a physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist that works to help those with injuries return to their best self, the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow in Abilene, Texas, Josh Boynton. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. We are talking and continuing our discussion about fears And especially fears about how they relate to CrossFit. So before we get into that, I want to discuss a little bit about who I am and what I do. Because I think that that relates very closely to how I can speak on to this subject. So I am a physical therapist in Abilene, Texas. And I am actually a board-certified occupational, I'm sorry, not occupational, orthopedic specialist, which means that I really specialize in people that have had musculoskeletal injuries. So that means that injuries to your bones and joints, ligaments, tendons, muscles, um, injuries to your spine and shoulder and neck and knees and all of those areas are what I actually specialize in helping with. Um, it can be an acute injury or traumatic injury, something like um, you fell down and hurt yourself or could be an overuse injury um or or some type of repetitive micro trauma that is causing some trouble and pain for you um i specialize in helping people with all of those injuries so um as we talk about these fears keep in mind that i really specialize in in avoiding a lot of the things that people are scared of when they talk about crossfit It also means that I work with doctors quite often. Um, Almost every day I talk with some doctor or, you know, PA, nurse practitioner, somebody regarding a patient. And so I've come across a lot of doctors and I do have to say that the majority of doctors really advise against CrossFit. Uh, They don't advise their their patients to participate in CrossFit, um, and, and the doctors, you know, they use this, this fear, um, they, they plant the fear of injury, or they plant the fear of, of increased breakdown within the body, um, within your joints and, and bones and muscles. They say that CrossFit is dangerous because you could get hurt and that it'll break down your body. They think it's dangerous, and they they think it's different. They don't really understand what CrossFit is. Now, I always think it's funny to think about this. Doctors also used to use morphine to calm babies down. 
They used to use arsenic and mer- mercury to treat syphilis. They used to use heroin to relieve asthma symptoms, and they used to use cocaine for a toothache. They prescribed healthy cigarettes, and healthy, of course, is in quotations. We know there is no healthy cigarette. And (laughs) most recently, the biggest scandal and controversy was um, if you were a child of the 90s, you probably heard of Fin Fin. Um, Fin Fin was a very popular diet and weight loss drug that had significant side effects um, besides the weight loss that was incurred with them. So um, those are some things that doctors also used to say that they're currently saying that um, CrossFit is, uh, you know, full of injuries and dangerous because you'll get hurt. However, if you'll look at the research, which is what I've done, and so this podcast is based on the research that I have done, the research actually says otherwise. So CrossFit has been kind of much more mainstream since about 2005, which means that it's really been around for about 13 years. And in that 13 years, people are starting to to publish some studies on CrossFit that will examine injuries as well as um, the benefits and and outcomes of CrossFit. So um, I went ahead and I gathered a lot of that research and I'm using this podcast to show that there is nothing to fear about CrossFit. CrossFit, if it's done right, is very safe and much safer than some of our traditional exercise. And we'll kind of get into that as we go along. So There have been many, many studies that have been done, especially within militaries. Um, So there's been um, Canadian studies and Australian studies and, of course, American studies that are examining CrossFit within the military and looking at injury rates and uh, injury prevalence and incidence rates as well as looking at outcomes. And when I say outcomes, I'm really talking about um, the the measurable part of CrossFit, which is, um, are you more fit? Uh, and today I really want to discuss the injury part of that, but we'll certainly get into the uh, benefits and and um, positives of CrossFit as well. So there have been many, many studies that have done in militaries, and the overall research shows that CrossFit is safer than traditional training. Now, traditional training is typically thought of as aerobic endurance training, or running, or military training, and things like that. So um, what most of these studies are showing is that CrossFit is at least as safe but generally more safe than traditional training, which includes running and light body weight activities. Um, The research shows that traditional training is actually a high risk for injury. Um, So that that was something that was kind of shocking to me, is that uh, within the military, they spend about $125 million every year um, helping their soldiers 
get over their injuries. And what that means is, if soldiers are hurt, they're not able to serve appropriately, they can be a detriment or a risk to those that are around them, and then the military is also spending money to either A, kind of help them to make do, or B, get them back to where they were. So, um, so because that traditional training was a high risk for injury, uh, there was a senior military assistant that actually implemented CrossFit training in substitute for its general kind of traditional physical training in 2012. All the way back in 2012, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but that's actually six years ago, and it implemented CrossFit for soldiers in the 3rd Infantry Division. He said, and when he, when he did this, he released a, a statement, and his quote was, he wanted to implement a functional approach to physical training to prevent injuries while performing daily duties. So, this, this high, high-ranking official in the military saw the benefit of CrossFit and wanted to make sure that his soldiers were able to perform their duties with, without having an elevated risk of injuries. So I really want to kind of talk about some of the common injuries and illnesses that, that doctors will say that you can get while you're performing CrossFit. Um, so the first one is called rhabdomyolysis. And what it is, is that is a breakdown of the muscle tissue into the blood. So your your muscles actually break down to the point where they are starting to make your kidneys shut down and malfunction. Some signs and symptoms of rhabdo is what it's also called, is uh, dark urine. Some people say that it's <clears throat> urine that's the color of Coca-Cola. Um, extreme muscle soreness, swelling in the affected muscles and joints, pain and weakness. Um, so... That is a very, very serious illness um, that is caused sometimes by exercising too much. And at that point, it's called exertional rhabdomyolysis. And it is a medical emergency. If you think that you have rhabdo, is what I'm going to call it, you need to go to the hospital immediately and be started on uh, therapy to keep you from dying, essentially. It is a very serious disease. And when CrossFit first came around, there were some stories about athletes that were getting rhabdomyolysis. And while those stories are not, um, they are true that there were athletes that were getting them, um, that has really not been the case in research. So a few specific instances uh, do not mean that um, that it is generalizable as a whole. So the research actually shows that there is absolutely no greater risk for rhabdo with CrossFit than with any other activities. And actually, 
the risk is decreased compared to endurance running and military physical training. In fact, the research shows that the highest risk of rhabdomyolysis is in marathoners, um, those who are training for and actually competing in marathons. Um, there's also been some research here lately talking about an increased incidence in spin classes. Um, now, I haven't done a lot of the research on spin classes. I can just tell you that I've heard rumors that spin classes are actually more dangerous for you than CrossFit. Now, I will not say that spin classes are dangerous by any means. I think that <clears throat> when people exercise to a degree that they have not in a really, really long time or ever, that's when they're going to start getting hurt. And so that's the real risk of rhabdomyolysis is the fact that you're doing something at an elevated rate and keeping that rate high um, is just not smart um, without serious and long-term training. Back to um, the elevation and, and risk, they actually did a study where they found that 39.2% of marine recruits had elevated urinary markers of rhabdomyolysis while they were in basic training. Um, so the long and the short of it is that basic training and marathons are actually more dangerous than CrossFit in terms of rhabdomyolysis. Um, I know that in my level one certification and in the level one certification that CrossFit puts out, they discuss rhabdomyolysis and how to avoid it. Um, how to teach these future coaches um, to avoid this potentially deadly disease. Um, so we talked about it in that class. Uh, there was questions on the level one test and then, um, you know, more in the book that they gave us for the level one seminar. Um, in fact, there was more discussion in that one weekend about rhabdomyolysis than there was in the three years of physical therapy school that I had or in my um, certified strength and conditioning specialist test that I had to take. Um, so consider that when you think about the fact that I am a doctor of physical therapy and I have another certification as a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And I, we talked more about rhabdomyolysis in my CrossFit level one course than I did in all three years of my doctorate degree and all throughout the certified, uh, strength and conditioning specialty course that I took. Okay, so that concludes kind of the rhabdomyolysis section. Um, next, you know, the other big thing is musculoskeletal injuries. And so doctors are saying that musculoskeletal injuries are quite common within CrossFit. Um, again, the research shows that um, the incidence rate of CrossFit performance is the same or less than a lot of our traditional 
ways to exercise. So let's get into this a little bit. Um, I will talk about a few different studies and talk about um, the injuries and and incidents of that. So uh, there was one study that was done examining 14 officers over eight weeks of CrossFit. Uh, There was not a single injury in eight weeks of CrossFit across 14 people. Um, Also, it improved fitness outcomes significantly more than the traditional physical training. Now, 14 people is not generalizable across a population, but the fact that there were 14 people that participated in a high-intensity functional training exercise program and there was not a single injury incurred is pretty phenomenal. There was another 12-week study that was done that showed 21% less injury rate than traditional physical training. And again, traditional is endurance running and kind of military stuff, some calisthenics, um, but generally talking about running. Uh, There was another eight-week study that showed a 67% reduction in overuse injuries versus traditional training methods. So again, these studies are showing a significantly lower injury rate for this type of of exercise versus what we've traditionally thought of as good, safe, effective exercise. Um, so, kind of think about that the next time your doctor says that CrossFit is dangerous. Next, I want to talk about some injury incidence rates. So, what what some researchers will do is they will calculate how common it is for an injury to be um, had or or occurring um, for athletes that are performing. So generally what it is, is it says there's five, you know, there's a number per thousand hours trained or performed. And that's basically how that works. So obviously the lower the number, the better. It means that there's less injuries that are happening during training or performance. So I'm going to just talk about a few different um, injury incidence rates across a few different types of exercise and sport. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is triathlons. Now, these numbers come from a varying, uh, varying sources of of research, um, different articles that are just kind of examining some incidence rates. So this first one is talking about triathlons, and it actually found that triathlons and and their performers have an injury incidence rate of about 5.4 per thousand hours performed, which is okay. That's not bad. So generally, there's only about five injuries per thousand hours trained. Um that that looks across all populations and things like that within that study okay so uh don't take these as gold but they're generally pretty they offer some pretty decent insight into how often people are injured during these these types of um training uh next is weightlifting looking at either powerlifting which looks at bench press um squat and deadlift 
or looking at Olympic weightlifting, which is clean and jerk and snatch. And the research that I found shows that uh, for weightlifting injuries, they, they occur some somewhere between 2.5 and 3.3 injuries per thousand hours performed. So again, less than triathlons. And when people think about CrossFit, they really think about the weightlifting aspect of CrossFit and how dangerous that is. But in reality, it's showing that weightlifting is is actually safer than triathlons by a good amount, by probably about 40% uh, based on those numbers. So um, that's that's always quite shocking for people to hear and see. Next, we get into some of the some of the research about CrossFit itself. Now, some of the research is going to say 0.0 per thousand hours. That's talking about that eight week study uh, examining the 14 officers that that we looked at or that I talked about earlier. Um, but some of the other studies that I found showed somewhere between uh, 3.3 to 3.9 injuries per thousand hours performed in CrossFit. Again, phenomenal. That is excellent. And it is still, again, probably about 30% less than what you see in triathlons. So, quite, quite eye-opening regarding how often these injuries are occurring. Finally, we looked at running. Um, So I looked up some research on incidence rates for running, and I was quite shocked. So uh, the research for running shows somewhere between 2.5 to 7.4 injuries per thousand hours performed for marathoners. So that's for the people that are running for, running in, and training for marathons. Um, The 2.5 is good. The 7.4 is less than ideal. Um, I looked up some more research and it showed somewhere about 4.25 injuries per thousand hours performed for experienced runners. Um, So, and it defined experienced runners as runners that have been running for a year or more. Um, So, not a bad injury rate, still more than CrossFit. but, you know, decent. This next number really blew my mind, and it showed for novice runners, which in this study was um, runners that had been running for less than a year, the incidence rate for injury was somewhere between 8.78 and 33 injuries per thousand hours performed. Again, 8.78 to 33 injuries per thousand hours performed for novice runners, which I feel like the vast majority of people who are asking for a doctor's advice on what they should be doing for exercise would be considered novices. So your doctor is actually telling you to run and it's approximately 8.5 times more dangerous for you than CrossFit regarding the likelihood of you getting an injury. Consider that the next time somebody tells you that running 
is safer than CrossFit. You see, the problem is that running, the volume is the most frequent cause of injuries. So to get the effect from running that you do in CrossFit, you have to run a really, really long way or a long time. And there was research showing that volume is the most frequent cause of injuries among special forces. So, the best of the best, our most fit people typically thought of in the world would be our special forces, especially in the United States. And 23.1% of their injuries are attributed to the volume that they're getting from running. Again, among our best of the best, our most elite, that's the most common cause of injuries. So what's going to happen to our couch potato that just gets up and decides to start running five miles? You're going to get hurt. There there was a study that showed that um, running 11 miles per week actually showed a 27% increased rate of lower extremity injuries versus five miles a week. Again, volume is the problem and it's hard to get what you need without getting the volume by just running alone. So, one research article summed it up quite nicely, I feel like. And it said, given the relatively low high-intensity functional training injury rates, that's talking about CrossFit injury rates, compared to running and the positive impact on fitness domains, it is puzzling how popular exercise programs like CrossFit in the military could be discouraged with warnings of potential injury risk while distance running is encouraged. Basically, this research article sums it up to say, They're not sure why distance running is still encouraged over CrossFit and over the the high-intensity functional training that CrossFit offers. So, the bottom line is the, the things that doctors are telling you about CrossFit being unsafe, the ideas that you have about CrossFit being unsafe are actually unfounded in the research and the evidence. Still, there's a few ways to make it safer. Okay? So, let me show you how to make it safer. One Italian study showed that participating in what's called an on-ramp, or basically educational sessions with a qualified coach actually continues to decrease your injury risk. Now, this is something that we do at my gym. You are not allowed to join in regular classes until you have participated in on-ramp classes with a coach. And that coach's job is merely to show you how to move well, to explain to you what is going on in CrossFit classes and show you the movements and have you practiced the movements as well as find a good starting place for what you should be lifting. Okay? So, 
These are the things that are going to make CrossFit safer still. Another study showed that graded or gradual increases in your volume as well as your intensity is ways that and uh, is ways that you will be able to be safer still. Another way to be safer is continue to listen to coaches. Most coaches, and I, I do believe this, especially now, most coaches within CrossFit have your best interest at heart. Now, there's always going to be a bad one, um, and you can probably point to a bad one. But I feel like the vast majority of coaches, like doctors, actually have your best interest at heart. You see, I feel like doctors just haven't been educated regarding CrossFit. I feel like the the education for doctors to this point has been exactly the same that it has been for most people. And that stops at what is shown on the highlight reels, on the internet, and on TV about the CrossFit Games. It is my job to show doctors and you that what you see on TV is the absolute tippity-top of the scale. The vast majority of CrossFitters are not doing those things. Instead, what we're doing is high-intensity functional training in a safe way that has incredible benefits and great safety. The last thing that you can do if you walk into a CrossFit gym and are trying to be as safe as possible is to check your ego at the door. You see, because a lot of us walk in and we see other people around us doing things that we feel like we should and could be doing. And the reality is that we should be listening to our body and thinking about the long, long road that fitness is. We're not climbing Everest tomorrow. We are climbing a long, slow descent for years and years. And that's the goal of exercise. So, in conclusion, research over the past several years shows evidence that CrossFit is no more dangerous than any other training method and is actually safer than what most doctors are probably recommending. CrossFit is safe. You need not fear what happens in a CrossFit gym. So in the future, I would love to discuss the benefits of CrossFit and how it's shown to be more beneficial than what your doctor is likely advocating for. So stay tuned for more of those. In the meantime, feel free to contact me through Facebook. Um, I'm at CrossFit Backward Arrow. Um, Feel free to comment on uh, the link for this podcast Um, if you're in the Abilene area, feel free to contact CrossFit Backward Arrow or, um, come in and have a free consultation with us. We would love to, um, to help you in any way that we can. Again, my name is Josh Boynton and I am the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow. And I am hoping that this was the best part of your day. Have a great day, everyone.